Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo, or at least one of them. It kind of depends and probably some rando too, but no complaining because this is free. free, free. This, this is beauty and the beta bonus audio content. Hello and welcome to the show. Tonight I was a guest on the 2A EDU channel with host Micah. We talked all things guns, self-defense, ammo, and the developing Kenosha story and more. Micah's got a great channel on all of these topics and he's a loyal listener of our show as well. So if you like what you hear, and I hope that you will, check out the 2A EDU channel in the description. Thanks for listening and enjoy. So, as you guys saw in the title, I'd like to welcome from his mom's basement, Matt Christensen. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, dude. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. You know, it's perfect that you just came on here because we were talking about the news, and I said, well, if you look at this gentleman in Kenosha, the news, the fake news, was immediately saying, oh, there's this crazy gunman and blah, blah, blah. And then I said, well, once you start looking at other news sources and the tweets, you can start seeing all of the different angles and everything, right? Yeah. And the guy said, well, when you say the news, you mean you, you fake news, you mean the news. And I said, no, we've actually got some pretty good YouTube channels that, in my opinion, do real news. And that's where your Sunday show comes into play. So I was just giving you props on that. Oh, well, thanks. That's uh, <laughs> that's probably too high of praise. But, uh, but yeah, it says something that like, Seriously speaking, there are a lot of um, of basically bedroom operations on YouTube in whom I place a lot more trust than the fancy professional studios. So so that for sure is true. But we're entering an interesting time where all of these cases like the um, the Kyle Rittenhouse Rittenhouse case in uh, Kenosha and all these high profile cases. You don't need a a third party description of it. You don't read about it in the newspapers. You can watch almost all of the event happen because everyone has a cell phone and the whole thing is recorded. So we're getting this bizarre occurrence where it's being described in ways that are contrary to the video you can watch yourself or omit key pieces of information that, again, you can just see yourself if you take the time to watch the two minutes of footage that's out there. Yeah, and when you see it with your own eyes, it's like it's either a lie or it just ain't the truth. Like, innocent man in the street, gunned down, had bicep blown off. Then I was looking at Mark Dice. He's in my Twitter feed. Mm -hmm. He had all the close-ups where you see the 9 millimeter in this yeah. innocent, peaceful protester's hand. And no doubt, the opposite person would have got shot if that kid wouldn't have reacted. The guy who was a felon, by the way, should not have been uh, carrying at all, but was. That... All the information that's coming out is is going one way. It turns out they were all criminals, actually, including Kyle Rittenhouse himself. He had some minor charges against him, but you know, that doesn't really change much. But I'm supposed to believe that all of these criminals, including one, the, the first guy shot was a convicted sex offender against a minor. The other guys had criminal charges, serious criminal charges, shouldn't have been armed at all, at least according to the law. And um, and and we're still supposed to believe that they were all peaceful and it was Kyle Rittenhouse who was the white nationalist guy who went there to kill people or something like that. That's what we're supposed to believe. It, it is amazing. And I don't know if you saw um, just like within the last, I don't know, hour or so, they've come out with a whole list of new charges. He's facing six charges now, including two murder counts. So I 
did not know that. I just got off my lawnmower. I do landscape. It, it, it just it was just mind. announced, like just within the last hour or two. So there's so, also a weapons charge on there, which was a little more predictable. But uh, but yeah, but th- so they're going to try to throw the book at him. And now the same lawyer who represented uh, Nick Sandman is hopping in to help him out. So I don't know if that lawyer is going to actually represent him, but he is at least helping the kid. Yes, and I think he's the same one that Sean Hannity has. If it's that high-profile um, defamation uh, lawyer, Lynn Wood is his name. Lynn I don't Wood. know if he, yeah, I don't know if he works with Hannity, but that's his name. Yeah, he does. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I was listening to Hannity just a few mm. minutes ago on the lawnmower. So yeah, Lynn Wood, one of the best there is. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know what? This is a perfect segue, actually. Kind of why I wanted you to come on here tonight because I was explaining to the guys. I bought my first gun, nineteen ninety four, Chinese mm. SKS, hundred bucks, right? Yeah. So. I've been a gun guy like kind of forever. I was, you know, I'm 41 now, got into it when I was 15, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's kind of all I've known. But nowadays, I'm noticing so many people coming into the channel and they're like, never been a gun owner. Always thought I could just call the police. Yeah. But in the day of police, stand down, don't protect, don't serve, mayor's orders, council's orders, right? It seems like things are starting to change. And let yeah. me say this real quick about you that I know of and correct mm-hmm. anything. You know, I was listening to a TGC news podcast about a year ago. I was blowing leaves listening to it. And this guy named Matt Christensen came on and John Patton was interviewing you. And I didn't know who you were at that point. Oh, interesting. And you, yeah. yeah. And you guys were talking and I've been following him for years since he was called on with chaos. Right. Yeah. He, he's great. Yeah, he is. And we were listening and he had you on there. And you were like, well, you know what? I haven't always been a conservative. I used to kind of be on the other side. So I was hoping you could offer something, another perspective that's different than mine. What happens, what's happening right now, in your opinion, in people's minds where they're going from let's pass gun control to no, we don't need gun control and we're responsible for our own safety. Well, I don't know if I offer a different perspective anymore, but I can tell you, uh, yes, like a matter of maybe four or five Four or five years ago, maybe even inside of that, I was one of them. I was one of the common censors. Um, and I've never been anti-gun per se. Like my family has had guns. I've had guns in and around me. And, you know, I shoot them. And so, but I'd never been like a concealed carry person. I never bought my own guns. I just kind of shoot other people's guns for fun. For me, uh, it was not. Obviously, it's not what's going on now that flipped all of that. It was actually the big, the big thing that started my movement into getting serious about self defense was Parkland, and uh, you know I'd kind of dabbled before that, and and my views on guns were shifting before that already. But p- when Parkland happened, and it was all these snot nosed kids like David Hogg insisting that everyone's rights be taken away because some lunatic went and shot up a school, and law enforcement abdicated its duty. Uh, yeah, that was the time where I thought, mm, I- I'm not trusting these people with my safety. I'm going to go out and get some stuff. I'm going to take this more seriously. I'm going to get a concealed carry permit. I'm going to do all of that. Mm-hmm. So that was it for me. Um, but uh, I, th- I think for me, more than anything, it wasn't necessarily the specific incident. I think it's just part of growing up too, where you realize, um, yeah, I'll call the cops if I can. Uh, obviously, I want to trust law enforcement and I do and I'll call them. But even and I live in kind of like a stereotypical sort of suburban environment. Even here, the cops are not instantaneous. If someone shows up with the intent to do me harm, I can call the cops when they're banging on my door. The cops can't be here in a moment's notice. So really, you are your own first and last line of defense. And 
as much as I trust uh, and appreciate law enforcement, they're not magicians. They they can't teleport here. There will be a time where you have to defend yourself if uh, if someone shows up with intent to do you harm, whether it's at your home or whether it's out in public. So I don't know if it was a specific event for me or just part of growing up and actually and having something to defend. You know, when I was kind of a naive kid. Like, yeah, I, I live in a trashy apartment and uh, my idiot roommates and we don't really have much to protect anyway. So who cares? You get a little older and it's like, well, there are bad people out there who want your stuff or want, you know, to take you out or whatever they want to do. And uh, so th- that was kind of the process for me. And um, and and. I, I think the common sense gun control stuff sells so well to people who don't understand a guns and be the law. And I was one of those people because you think, Ooh, guns are guns are scary. Guns can kill people. We got to make sure that nobody who's a bad guy has a gun, which I mean, that's fine. But, um, but the reality is we already have tons of laws on the books to make sure that's, that's uh, not going to happen. Thousands. Uh, thousands in fact. And there's only so much that those can do. And then the other reality of it is to like just understanding how they work, how they operate and the the reality of, say, just just basic. Just take your AR-15, for example. That technology is out there. You can't erase it. It's very simple to put together once you know how to do it. So criminals with intent to do harm, uh, anybody is going to be able to assemble one of these things if they want to. You can't erase that knowledge any more than you could erase the technology that is the car. You could ban that. People still know how to put cars together. So just learning more about the facts of the matter really changed uh, perspective for me too. And you know what's crazy about what you just said, speaking of technology. So let's go down to the crudest level. We've got hands and we have feet. Except yeah. for the guy that messed with Kyle. He doesn't necessarily. But <laughs> The memes yeah. are fantastic right now. Yeah. Okay, you and I have hands and feet. Most of yeah. us do. Okay. So anyways, more people with FBI annual statistics are killed with hands and feet than yes. what they call the assault rifle. Yeah. Which is what they're usually trying to ban with common sense. So that's where the statistics become quite ironic, right? Yeah. Is that you know, the killiest of all of the guns, the AR-15, these kill maybe in a bad year dozens, but there's hundreds if not thousands of people killed with hands and feet every year. Yeah. And we're yeah. probably not going to be able to ban those unless we hire Kyle. Kyle's just becoming the new guy to like help our, our streams, you know, to, as a good filler. <laughs> well, it's, 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 I know we're not necessarily focusing on the politics of the matter of, on this stream, but I'm, I'm really fascinated with this case because yet again, we can all look at the same pretty definitive footage of exactly what happened and draw totally opposite conclusions. I, I, I'm amazed looking at like left wing Twitter and, seeing their claims about like, oh, he just should have surrendered himself to the mob or something like that. I, I, I it, it's this sort of, um, I, I was watching, uh, like Sargon, uh, Sargon video breaking down a, a Vosh and destiny debate earlier. And, and the, the reasoning that's being used would justify every lynching that ever happened. Like if the mob thinks that you did something wrong and they come after you with the intent to do you harm, you should surrender to the lynching that it, that it was basically the reasoning that was being expressed. And it's, uh, it's, I, I just, I, I don't know. It, yet again, I, I, I look at something that we can all watch and see the same facts, come to totally opposite conclusions because we don't necessarily share the same values anymore. It's, uh, it's very concerning. Yeah. And what about is this? People don't get like some of these classic sayings, like what's good for the goose is good for the gander turnabout's fair play. So as much as we've worked and I believe we've done a great job in this country, 
you know, they said they were aspiring towards a more perfect union. They never said this country would be perfect. But with that said, all of the race hate that probably really did happen in the South, and there really were lynchings, and in the North, and this stuff happened, right? And we've improved our society drastically, where nowadays we hang out with hundreds of people at a time on our streams. We don't even care what color each other are. No yeah. one I know even cares. So we've improved. And now we're going to want to digress back down to what looks like to me, you look at those all black and white photos where people in hoods were like chasing this at that time colored fella, they call him down the yeah. street. And now I'm seeing this right now in the year 2020. So is that kind of what you're talking about? Well, I, I, I mean, just the, the hyper race focus is, is crazy. I've never I, I can't remember a more race conscious time in, in my life. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, it, it sucks. The whole thing sucks. I, I hate viewing everything through. You even see the headlines. Like I saw headlines about Kyle Rittenhouse that are like Kyle Rittenhouse, 17 year old white boy or white man as though, like, I don't understand how race is even relevant to this case. He's a white kid who shot three other white guys. They're, the only thing that has any racial implication, <clears throat> excuse me, is the nature of the protests themselves, which are related to an allegedly racist police shooting that all the facts say has actually no basis in race whatsoever. I, I'm so glad it's not just me then, because this is driving me nuts. I literally, and this is not in an insensitive way. It's just, I don't care. So I'm going to thank Carson Black. His last name's Black. He looks like he's white for the super chat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to thank um, Humphrey Dog. Have no idea what color he is also for the cheap super chat. I appreciate it, guys. But no, it's like they pretend somehow that we don't, but here's what's crazy about it. So stereotypically, this is what the media would like people to think. Middle-aged, white male, mm -hmm. NRA member, that's your gun owner, right? And I know there's people of all different creeds of colors right here in this chat right now that own guns. So what have you noticed, like, people you hang out with online? Is this just, like, middle-aged white men that want to own guns nowadays? Or what have you noticed? <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice a little bit. <clears throat> Let me uh, clear it. But uh, no, uh, I, I mean, I don't know because... A lot of the people I interact with online, it's not necessarily virtually face to face like this. It's people emailing me and stuff. So yeah. I, I have no idea what yeah. their races are. But with a lot of people in my listening audience who with whom I interact, there's never been a time in in my time online where more people have been emailing interested in picking up their first gun or yeah. advice on guns or just questions on guns generally. And so I, I don't notice any, I mean, my audience skews male anyway. So, uh, for me, it's, it's regardless of what we're talking about, it's mostly men in, in my audience. Yes. There, there are some, there are some women who, uh, who, uh, inquire, but it's, it's certainly mostly male. I have no idea what the, the racial breakdown is. And frankly, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I'm not going to look at any email and think, well, if it's like a black guy, I want to discourage him from like exercising his rights exactly. or defending himself. No, of course not. Of course not. So but I, yeah, like I like I was saying, man, it's crazy right now. I've never. I would say uh, there's at least like a dozen people emailing me a week about gun question stuff, and that that's pretty uncommon. That I, I didn't get that in past times. And that's awesome. And that's why I wanted you to bring on here. This is a firearms channel mainly. Now mm -hmm. I've been forced to on my Friday night stream. I stream every night, Friday nine thirty Eastern. I have to mainly talk politics now because yeah. our friend Susan. And I'll tell you a quick story about her in a second. Yeah. Susan made it where we can't touch guns in live streams anymore. So, As in you can't physically show them, or you mean you can't talk about them? I can talk about them, and I have an AK under folder right behind me. Ooh, those are cool. I'd love to have one. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Next time you're in Michigan, let me know, dude. I've got like 20 of them. We'll go mm. on and shoot. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I can't touch them anymore. So two-way EDU. So you can ask some of the old guys in the chat here. I used to sit there and actually do hands-on, like I'm the professor and I'll teach you the history of this gun. I can't. So I've basically gone to politics on my live streams. Mm -hmm. So I talk political. And that's why I love your show, especially your Sunday show. You and Blonde are just awesome tandem, by the well, way. Well, thanks for tuning in. It's uh, Yeah, it's it's the whole thing was uh excellent happenstance and hobby turned into something that's that's become quite a community now so so we're glad to keep it going yes and i've i've been using Streamyard a couple of times i actually figured out how to use it to have mm -hmm. you on you're the um beta tester for me my first oh guest well, thanks yeah so yeah no thank I, you i haven't used the system but it looks like it's working fine so it's working and susan susan messed with my resolution this is serious two weeks mm -hmm. ago i'm talking i said due to youtube's stupid policies and i can't touch guns and then right around that time, 144p. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fix this. So here's what I did right before this stream started, okay? Right before. Should have silenced my phone, my bad. <laughs> You're good, Speaking dude. of technical issues. That's all right. We got duct tape, right? So I pride right myself this... on a duct tape production, yeah. I know you do. <laughs> I watch your channel a lot, if you can't tell. But anyway, so right before the stream, I said, guys, I'm just five minutes late. I had to buy Susan three dozen white roses, the ones with the super, <laughs> super big thorns. Yeah. Defensively thorns. Yeah. Sent them to her. And there's no problems with the resolution. So next yeah, time she messes with you, man. I have no idea. I mean, of course, if you're if you're tuning into our streams, you've you've probably seen some of the technical oddities that can happen. Uh and I and what's odd and strange is that it's totally differential treatment. Like, I, as I've been talking about lately, all all the clips that we show on our show, I post on a totally, it's just a dummy channel. It's just a placeholder channel. Theoretically, YouTube doesn't even know it's mine. They will ban clips off of that channel uh, saying they violate community guidelines or whatever. Yeah. But I'll play the same clips on the stream totally fine. In fact, a human from YouTube will review it through the demonetization appeal. And that'll be fine. There's differential treatment for my main channel, which is like something established yeah. versus my stupid dummy account channel. That is just a placeholder, which tells me what again, it, it's, it's the sort of uh, like Susan has really put her boot on the throat of someone trying to start YouTube today. And as much as as angry as I am to have my channel suppressed in the way that she does for someone just trying to start out, man, it's almost impossible. And it really bothers me because the heyday of YouTube, it was more or less a pure meritocracy. You make quality content that people really enjoy and really engage with. Hey, man, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit for you. And now you could make the greatest video YouTube's ever seen. And Susan will put it into the ghost town and make sure nobody ever sees it in favor of, of MSNBC and CNN and Fox News. And I've noticed the same thing, too, and I always complain to the guys, and it's not a money issue. This is my most expensive hobby. This monetization is basically crumbs. But what happens is I'll have a video. It'll be a great video, and I'll be very careful not to use any of her keywords. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to figure a lot of them out, you know? Yeah. And all of a sudden, bam, like, it'll go through the automated monetization process. It'll show a green dollar sign. And then, like, three days later, it's demonetized. Then I have to do a human review. Well, during those three days, 99% of the views are gone. But again, it's not about the money. They've downgraded it so far down in the algorithm. Exactly. That it gets nothing. And that's what bums me out. It's like the person who is 
the person who's starting today who has really something really interesting to say or a really cool new YouTube product to offer used to be that merit, the, the statistics on engagement, views, likes, comments, that would drive it through the algorithm. So you could really catch that wave if you made something that was fantastic. Now, make the greatest video the world's ever seen. Doesn't matter. Susan says it doesn't count. And that's yep. not YouTube. That's um, that's CNN tube. That's MSNBC tube. That's not just a betrayal to the creators that built YouTube. That's a betrayal to why people are on the website at all. People go to YouTube not to watch that kind of content. They want to see a real person. Uh, but, you know, Susan I know, and I, got, I got her newsletter months ago where they said, we're going to start promoting mainstream content. That's exactly oh, great. what it's alluded to. Yeah. yeah. CNN and even Fox News, whatever. I might like Tucker Carlson. I've told my viewers that. I yeah. love his show. I watch it religiously. But... I still don't want to watch that when I'm on YouTube. I want to watch Matt Christensen. I want to watch Mark Dice. I want to watch sure. Steven Crowder. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and just from the creator and audience perspective too, you can like you can like CNN if you want. You can like Fox News if you want. Those are not the people who built YouTube though. And it would be nice to have the high ups at YouTube recognizing the people who did and helping helping them uh continue to make the platform great youtube seems like it's on uh, a suicide mission like a lot of great things these days though and that's fine if they don't want us plenty of appetite for this sort of content we will take it somewhere else not going anywhere there's plenty of people i love making this stuff i also love watching this stuff i'm never going back to watching cable news all the stuff i like to watch is on youtube so i'm, I'm never going back including by the way to get back to the gun theme yeah. gun content i mean yeah. i that's how I learned about all this stuff. And that's how I got persuaded about all this stuff was making that effort to listen to these guys who know what they're talking about. And it's not you know, like product reviews were helpful in me buying stuff. Uh, um, instructionals on how to put together an AR. That's how I learned how to do it was. Well, it was on full 30 because it's banned on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Banned yeah, you can't. But that's the point. Independent video creators. Um even um, like you, you mentioned uh, TGC back when they had the legal breakdowns um, yep. with uh, with Adam, Adam Crow, a lot of uh, a lot of law concepts were explained to me in that way. <clears throat> like, that's how I learned about this stuff. And that's how people learn about a lot of things. They're never going back. I learned about a lot of it, too. And that's what I try to do on this channel a lot. For example, I was telling the people just before you came on, I went out to the farm yesterday. I had two newbie type shooters, right? Mm -hmm. Two young ladies. They had like barely kind of sort of shot, started off with showing them how to hold the pistol, had them actually functioning it, using it, and yeah. then shoot like dead center on the steel target within an hour. And I'm going to be posting a series of videos soon here. Isn't, for the isn't that the best? Like that. that That's the best feel because and I go back to the guys like yeah. a lot of guys in my audience persuaded me on guns over time, too. And they brought me from common censor to like repeal the NFA now perspective so that's I, I i always go back to them whenever i'm able to share that now that i'm in position to share that with other people and sort yeah. of pass it uh and pay it forward and make recommendations about hey if you want to get into guns here's some things to think about and 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 help people out the way that they helped me out a few years ago it's the best man i love when someone you've been talking to sort of gets that itch gets that passion and you know that that person is now a two-way guy Yep. And the likelihood of him ever going back to common censor is uh, 
is almost nil because once you know once it's just like everything else once i hate to use the red pill cliche but once your eyes have been opened in this arena i've never heard of anybody going back the other way i really haven't either and, and that's kind of where i'm at i mean look at here I could put up a green screen if I wanted. I'm in my landscaping shop. It's messy. I like it. I keep it that way. Yeah. And basically, I'm just a regular dude. Like, I'm yeah. the type of guy that around town, I'm teaching people how to shoot. I'm hanging out. Here's the problem. I live in such a small town with a couple thousand people. I felt like going out onto YouTube so I could maybe help thousands of people. Yeah. And, you know? Yeah. And that that's what's so fantastic about YouTube, too. It doesn't. You don't have to. I, the way that it has um, removed the gates from the gatekeepers of information and made yep. it possible for you in a small town in Michigan to connect with me out in Montana and talk about this sort of stuff. 15, 20 years ago, that was not a thing that this just did not exist. And I, that's I just I hate when people don't understand why people like their product. YouTube does. It's like when Xbox started cutting back on trash talking on, on the X. It's like, no, that's why people play Xbox, man, is to talk shit to other people. Well, YouTube, yeah, that's the whole purpose. yeah, YouTube starts cutting back on on independent um, uh, creators. And no, that, that's the whole point. That's why people are there. You got sports boycotting for this shooting or whatever. No, people tune in to watch you put the ball in the hoop and, and throw the ball and catch the ball. They don't care about your pop. Understand why people come to you. Yeah, it, dri- it drives me crazy. And people people always say, well, are you saying LeBron James can't have a political opinion? Yeah, of course he can. It's his right. The point is, if if I converted our show to do like football breakdowns every Sunday. Guess who's not watching anymore? Probably you. I don't I'm think, not gonna watch. Because, yeah. Ron's not gonna watch. No, she wouldn't watch. And that it that's the key. It's like you gotta understand why people consume the product that you make. Yeah, yeah. And we we just don't have that right now. It's driving. Well it comes me crazy. down to three letters that Susan doesn't realize. Y O U. You is like you, yeah. me, you all in the chat. That's like yeah. who you is. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, not, it's not corp tube, C-O-R-P tube. Like, I don't know where she lost that. What I right? wouldn't give to have Susan go on um, Rogan's show or Dave Rubin's show or any long form show with a, a, a legitimate uh, independently like independent creator, someone who has who has um, yeah. risen on YouTube through their own merit. Yeah. And just hear her. I just want to hear her talk unedited for like an hour and try to explain some of this stuff. That's the irony. It's like it's her. she she reigns over this whole thing, but she won't even appear on the shows that are like the biggest deal on her entire platform. No, the few times she has been interviewed, it's been on like CBS nationwide news. Yeah. And, and that like, one okay. was so bad. You remember that one? Because the, the CBS reporter lady was like, why haven't you censored more? That was basically her question. <laughs> I heard that. I'm like, no, no, I already can't touch guns. But I'm a gun channel on my stream. Yeah. No, no more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah I, no, she should do that. I'd like to actually see Tim cast, you know, Tim Pool have He'd be there. great, too. I, Tim Tim did a great job with um, Jack and VJJ at Twitter, whatever her name is. We just call her yeah. VJJ because it's something like that. Something, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And he still professes to be a liberal today. So actually, it'd be great to. I well, and but uh, Stephen Crowder armed him. That was good to see. Yes, yes, and, it was. And uh, I haven't watched uh, yet, but I saw him post the other day saying that he is voting Trump. Which that that I'm somewhat surprised by that. So. Yes, he is. And my wife's been listening to a lot of his stuff, and she's kind of got me watching him a little more lately. And hmm. 
because I even him a couple of years ago, I was kind of like, eh, whatever, dude. But now I think he completely gets it now. It's pretty cool. Well, and I think uh, agree with him or not, I think Tim Pool is pretty broadly representative of a gigantic segment of America yeah. that is sort of like a like I don't I think that Tim's perspective He's kind of like in a lot of ways it mirrors the way my own developed, but I think that maybe he's not. I don't want to say behind as, as though he's like that implies that that I'm leading him or something. I just mean I think he's on the same trajectory, yeah. but like two years back from where I am now. Like give him, give Tim Pool two more years, he'll be talking about repealing the NFA. <laughs> oh, I totally get it, dude. Yeah. Actually, no, it's a perfect yeah. analogy. That's kind of what I was trying to say about me and you. I yeah. bought my first gun in 94. Did you have guns in 94? No, absolutely not. So that's the correlation. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I've been in the guns longer, and that's why I was like, I don't want to call you a noob. I know you've been around it quite a while, but. Well, no, not, but you know, grand you know, scheme, no. Yeah, I mean, like, we're talking, I'm, I'm 33, or about to turn 33 in October. And I've been seriously into this since I was 30. So we're talking three years time and that 10% of my life prior to that, like, I mean, I've never, I've, I've never been as rabid as these people are now where they think that they can confiscate people's weapons. I've never been in favor of like, let's, let's go take everyone's AR and AK. I used to believe like, well, they're dangerous and let's make it harder for dangerous people to get them. That was kind of my thinking until you realize like, well, I mean, how much more are we going to do? You already have your background checks. You already like what, what, what do you want a short of uh, like thinking you can ban the product itself, which is just untenable. So I, I was never fully insane. I just, I just wasn't as interested as I am. now. And here's something I think that's common sense. I say it a lot, you know, good people generally don't need laws and criminals by definition don't follow laws. Yeah. And that's where the common sense thing kind of starts to fall apart pretty quick, right? Yeah, and I just I hate again it's it's uh it's it's politically opportunistic framing. Common sense is the way that it's described so that you hesitate to oppose it. It's like uh it's like naming something the Patriot Act. You you don't want to oppose something that sounds nice. Oh, the Patriot Act. Um uh, but common common sense nothing about and nothing about anything Joe Biden is saying in terms of um, like a mandatory buyback is common sense. First of all, it's not your property. You don't get to seize. Other, that's there's nothing common sense about theft. Okay, like I, the way that the way that their insane ideas are just labeled that as though it's self evidently true. Uh, no, it, but that's that's the way a lot of this stuff works. Just give it an appealing political name so that people hesitate to oppose it, and then it becomes a little more difficult to argue and. More more than any issue, I don't like to frame political issues as like people who understand it versus people who don't. But Steven yeah. Crowder has, has said this about guns, and, and I think it's right. And I'll offer my own uh, evolution and perspective as evidence. The people who are adamantly against guns and pro-gun control, generally speaking, have very little knowledge of firearms or the law. Like if you actually quiz them, they don't know how guns work. They don't know what guns are. They have no idea. Like... Not to mention, they have no idea what the existing federal or state law is on the matter. They just think guns bad should be illegal. But so, for example, they still believe fallacies like the gun show loophole. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Crowder's done a good job exposing a lot of that. 
I, uh, oh. I I don't go to too many gun shows, but I checked one out in town like last spring just because there was yeah. one in town. It ended up being a total FUD show. So I was very bored because it was, you know, just just a bunch of old guys with really boring rifles in there. But I just yeah, wanted wait. to go in there and troll and ask for like the gun show exception. Can I please purchase this rifle through the gun show loophole? Will you uh, will you allow me to do that? But I ended up not doing it. Dude, they'll like want to beat you up for even asking that. That's <laughs> not... <Yeah. laughs> I'd like to thank um, Tim um, Rudier for the super chat. I appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, so you've been on about a half hour. I know you're a busy man. Do you want to um, kind of wrap it up, or did you want to go a couple more minutes? I got, I got maybe like five more minutes if you want, uh, but it's your show. I defer to whatever your needs are. No, I'm happy to have you here. It's kind of like I feel like I'm talking to an old friend because it's gone by so fast. I look down, and it's 9.30. That's a good sign when the conversation's easy, yeah. The, no, it was that's cool, man. So real quick here, I had it in the title, and here's what's going on. And this is what really sucks right now. So we have the chaos in the streets, quite literally. Mm-hmm. And people are realizing they need to protect themselves now. Mm-hmm. And we have something going on where people are buying record numbers of guns and ammo. And people can't get ammo. There's a huge ammo shortage. Yeah. So you're finding it being sold for like double price, even triple price. And yeah. I'll tell you real quick my context, and I really want your opinion. Okay, so there's a fine line here. If a guy sells the ammo at the old price, like March 13th or older, mm-hmm. but he's only going to get one shipment in today and he sells all of it today, how does he pay the light bill and pay his employees the next 29 days? Yeah. Shop? But what if he's taking that $13 a box and now he's charging you, I'm just going to make up a gross number, $100 a box. Then we might say he's taking advantage of people. So have you thought about this concept? Like, where's this fine line that we have to keep our local gun shops in business paying a little more because they're going to sell out. They can't reorder versus they're gouging us. Have you thought about that? I I generally don't necessarily believe in the concept of gouging. Um, I I think that that prices are a function of supply and demand. Unfortunately, right now we are in massive demand, obviously, and um, potentially short supply. But the point is, if you don't want to pay a hundred bucks for twenty rounds of whatever, I don't know. I was shopping for three hundred blackout because uh, I can't find any that nine millimeter. Obviously, I was trying to find some on uh, Saturday, and the best I could find, I did find some subs for like a dollar a round, but I passed. I was like, Ugh. you need to sub to my channel, dude. I just did an on the spot live stream where Aim Surplus had three hundred blackout, really cheap, and I blasted it, so I can uh, help. Well, I that's the thing is, I just need like an emergency supply. That's the one that I'm missing that I, that I'd love to have. But that's the point. Like I went to that store and their price was like right on the border of what I would consider reasonable. And so what did I do? So Nope, not reasonable. I'm going to uh, pass on this. And, uh, and that's as soon as more people start passing, if the price is too high, guess what? The price will drop. That's how this all functions. If so, I just don't buy into the into the concept of gouging too much. You are always at liberty to reject the price that is presented to you. And you should if you think that it's too high. The other um, and, I, and I know like I know that this is at some level a necessity. Like it's crazy times you want to have it. Let's say you have none and you you want to have at least a, an emergency supply in case things keep getting worse. I understand that uh, that's a tough spot to be in. Um, so I would encourage people who are in that spot to shop around price ammunition can still be had. Just be patient and diligent. You can find it. And the other thing I would say is remember this, this whole episode between coronavirus and the riots and all of this, um, all like once things return to normal and hopefully they will, 
buy buy a supply over time even if it's just going to the store and buying a box of nine mil every time you go there like once a month or something just always have a supply whether whether it's food whether it's ammunition we used to call these people crazy preppers and stuff no it's called self-reliance and hopefully we can get through this episode between the virus and the riots and realize that self-reliance is a good thing and not put ourselves in this position where we're panic buying everything and driving up the price then it's a then it's a non-issue next time around so i know i know you know people who don't like that answer i know there's a lot of people who are in the spot of like well listen that's easy to say when when your ammo supply is stocked and mine isn't correct i understand that's not a good spot to be in but let's be patient let's learn the lessons and let's be good too to our neighborhood uh, gun shops because I, I think by and large, uh, those those are just guys looking to feed their families, too. I don't think there's a lot of people out there thinking, how can I screw over my community by jacking up ammunition prices through the roof? I just don't think that's going on too much. No, I agree. And I wanted your perspective. And ours is actually very similar. But my guys that hang out here, guys and lovely, beautiful ladies that hang out here. I've been saying guys too much. There's a lot of hot chicks that hang out here, too. But, Yeah. I kind of have the same view as you, but there's so many people, like almost overwhelmingly, you know, certain types of people in the comments, they just want to pound at home and say, I'm getting gouged, I'm getting ripped off. Like, and I wonder if these are maybe some people just kind of getting into guns, but they're maybe don't like capitalism or it gets complicated, but I kind of agree with what you're saying. I really do. Yeah. Uh, if I'm, and I'm just hoping we'll get all this resolved, man. I've, I'm tired of all of the chaos and the nonsense right now. Thankfully for me, yeah. I, I bought uh, a whole bunch of 22, like right when this was all breaking out. So I could at least, I could still go to the range and have 22 fun. Other than that, I'm screwed. Like I, I haven't, I haven't spent any of my actual defense viable. Yeah, exactly. That's the same stuff I use. I got 5,000 rounds back. I in have February. the 5,000 too. Uh, uh, it was I, yeah, I got it for like 200 bucks or something back in like February, February, March. So at least I can still have fun at the range uh, for the time being. As oh, yeah. far, as I haven't um, today. Actually, I went shooting earlier today just to uh, check the zero on some rifles again, because, you know, <laughs> let's make you sure know. they're accurate. Kung flu and got six. Right. So so I went out and I think I shot like 25, five, six rounds. I was like. All right, cool. These these are good. I'm not going to waste any more ammunition. I haven't shot nine mil in I don't know how long, like this entire year. So you're but, saying you took gold bullion and you just chucked it at like thousands of foot per second. <laughs> basically, yeah. yeah, it's like, all right, uh, that that's my like 20 rounds for the year. And yeah. uh, the rest is going to be saved for a while and I'll shoot 22 in the meantime. Yeah. And one more real quick thing, and we're going to say goodbye here. Your sure. ammo sponsor that I hear you shout out that's a friend of your channel, mm-hmm. they're like, like three or four miles like that way down the road from me. We're practically neighbors. I don't know if you know I that. don't know if if Justin at Phoenix actually has a storefront. Okay. Um, but, but I would say if, like, I don't know. There's a possibility you guys could cooperate or collaborate. Justin's like a really cool. That they're in, that they yeah, Novi. Novi. That's like, yeah, that's yeah. Novi. I'm in New Hudson. And it's like one freeway exit down. I'm just saying you should become his friend because he's a really cool dude. And if things get crazy, uh, he's a good guy to uh, have a friendship with. And you can maybe even whisper in his ear, like whenever he gets uh, pistol caliber primers in again, maybe he can, uh, you know, float some your way. I've been talking to him like, listen, man, you find any ammunition between the couch cushions. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm your guy. So he, you know, he, he's another example. Like, um, the availability of his ammunition is is very little and 
Uh, he's doing the best he can. I don't think he's trying to screw anybody over. I think he's operating in a world where the supplies he needs are incredibly scarce right now because everyone's trying to buy them up. But yes, um, I definitely like if, if you're uh, you're making content and he's out, like he's a big YouTube consumer. I would definitely yeah. encourage you. He's his, I think his email is public on his website. If not, cool. um, email me and I'm sure he won't mind if I connect to you guys. Uh, but he's a, he's a he's just a good guy to, yeah, to uh, get to know. Yeah, and and I, has, really like, I like local businesses. And yeah. if you want to meet a great holster guy in Michigan, my friend Forge Tech, he's right here in Michigan. Oh, makes sweet. Awesome holsters, so yeah, I'm Justin, Justin had some great memes until Facebook and Instagram banned the Phoenix Ammo account. Now it's not even, it's not even allowed oh, anymore. Yeah, they, he, he, his account was like half ammo promotion, half memes, and they banned it for the memes. Well, we're all going to be banned soon. So look, yeah. you're like you're like 10 times more popular than me on here, but... Please tell everyone how to connect to you in case there's people that want to, you know, follow your stuff. Yeah, uh, if you're if you're new to to my channel, uh, check out my website. It's mattchristensenmedia.com. You can find everything that I do over there. So, uh, but if if you're brand new, um, I do a, a weekly uh, podcast with uh, my co-host Blonde every Sunday night. We're doing a long form live show, just talking about the news of the week and whatever's going on. And then I post two uh, shorter solo videos every week that are more of a concise breakdown of a specific topic. So uh, if you're interested in checking out what I do, again, that's mattchristensenmedia.com. My name is, well, I guess it's on the screen, right? It's hard. To, it's long and it's hard to spell, but it's Christian like the religion, S-E-N. And the link to your YouTube channel is down in the description of this video yeah. to help people. And I just started following you on Twitter. I just started my account a week ago, and I think it's ML Christensen. Yes, yeah, at ML Christensen. I, but I don't know, man. Like I've always enjoyed Twitter, uh, yeah. even though I hate the people who run it. I enjoy what it is as a communication platform. Yeah. But all like all my stuff is suppressed over there too. Like I'll just post you know, promote. I mostly just promote my my videos on Twitter. But even that is hidden from people as sensitive content. And I, I mean, I'm not that spicy of a guy, you know, like I'm not, I, I can't believe the that is the spicy one. Well, Every show it defensively sees him. Yeah. She's, she brings the spice. That's not my game. I'm not, that's not who I am, but Jack won't even let me show videos of me talking without hiding them behind a barrier. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and he also dangerous spaces. He also does column for people that want to chat on Wednesday nights. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, we do a call in show on Wednesday nights as well for a couple hours with uh, with our audience talking about uh, you know whatever they want to talk about. Yeah, and don't forget to smash the like button, guys. Thank you, Linda. And yeah, man, thanks for coming on. And for all my viewers out there, I think Matt's a really good dude. I kind of was introduced to him digitally through John Patton, and I'm glad you just think that you randomly came on to that show a year ago. And now you're like in the top three or four, probably of my favorite channels well, I watch. So. That's high praise, man. I appreciate that, and I'll uh, I'll be checking out your channel as well. And I know you've had uh, you haven't been at this very long, have you? No, maybe just a little over a year, year and a half. Now. You're, you're doing, half. man, for YouTube's environment now, uh, you're doing pretty well. So congratulations on the channel. It's it's not easy to build a channel in this environment, dude. It's really really rough. Thank you. And I appreciate it. I remember sending you a chat and I'm like, dude, when my channel gets a little bigger, will you come on? And you're like, dude, I'll come on right now. So that was nice <laughs> yeah. of you. Well, yeah, I, I, uh, I do pride myself on being available, uh, certainly to our, to our audience as much as possible. And, um, yeah. And yeah, I, well, I've noticed that a lot of, a lot of YouTubers are like, uh, ungettable, like they're very hard to talk to and, uh, or at least get their attention. So I, uh, I pride myself on trying to make myself available in that. So thanks for reaching out. 
I appreciate it. And I definitely recommend everyone go over there and check out his shows and his videos. Awesome channel. So I appreciate it, Matt. Yeah, thank you. Have a good night. All right. Take it easy, man.